All right, it is happening again. Episode six of The Flying Sign. Thank you for listening once again. Today, I have a very, very dear friend of mine on. Her name's Jessica Nabnet. Now, Jessica and I go way, way, way back. Uh, but before I get to that, we got Father's Day coming up. And I am a relatively new father. Uh, my daughter is year and a half, more than that now. Uh, and I, I'm starting to learn what it means to be a father, not in like a cheesy way, but more of just reflecting on my own childhood and how my father parented me. Um, so story. So this past weekend, there was a carnival in town, uh, like there is in most parts of the country. Um, you know, you got your lights, your rides, your carnies, uh, you're, you know, grubby little fat kids running around with cotton candy, elephant ears, drunk parents, you know, the whole shebang. So, uh, my dad had free tickets and he gave it to us to, to take our daughter and did rides and snacks. And it, there was this little car ride, uh, for the kids, obviously, and it wasn't bumper cars or anything like that, but she was okay to do it, not by herself, mind you. So my big giant body squeezed in this car with her and had to, you know, she had to sit on my lap. And of course the belt is meant to go around one, maybe two, you know, 50 pound body. Uh, and then my 220 pound ass is sitting there and I politely gesture to the carny and she just <laughs> comes over and grunts just alone or I'm like all right here we go no safety no OSHA uh but so we go and it was fine she had fun she looked terrified but like I would whisper you know say we and she'd mm. so she was cool with that we got off pointed at the fun house you know with which just the cartoonish facade on the front with the uh, mechanics in the background or in the in the guts of it just the 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 mechan the machinery man that's a hard word machinery pulling all the parts around and you know makes it fun to run through so i go with her on that and trying to hold her hand to get through within two steps of walking in there and you hear kids scream and it's dark metal banging together and uh it's terrifying so of course no 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 homie and so reaches up and so i i pick her up and i don't want to do it because i'm a giant man trying to run through this thing so it, it quickly goes from fun house to madhouse gauntlet trying to push through these kids that are you know brushing by my leg and stepping on my toes and we get to the end and it's a the spinning wheel that you have to walk through and there's Peter Pan's Lost Boys just spilling over each other. What it looked, you know, just looks like they're rolling on top of each other, being loud, and she's terrified. It's these kids, you know, she's never seen anything like that. And so, being went into dad mode and just giant controlled steps through this spinning, spinning ring of death over these, you know, snotty cotton candy mouth kids and. So that was that, and that was fine, and it was fun, but it, it, 
my point is, it makes me remember my own dad. And like many of us, we treat our dads like shit. Uh, I know I did. I know I still do. And uh, at times. But when you have a kid, or even if you have the uh, self-awareness to realize what it takes to be a father and the, the love that you have for your own children, just despite whether they love you back or not, uh, or at least show it, it, it's a powerful thing. And, um, I'm so thankful to finally be seeing that from the other end. I can remember times with my dad, uh, being, my dad's not the sports dad. I was never a sports kid. My mom is the rah, 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 you know, loves hockey, basketball, any sport. That's her thing. My dad's not that. So it's, it's kind of, you know, the, the gender roles don't, didn't really work the same in my household, which I'm grateful for. Um, so anyways, I can remember a time with my brother we were working on this science project and it was, it was more of like a treasure map kind of deal that they sent to him and very cool. Anyways, we, we get down and we figure we're spending a week on it in the summer and we're on the internet looking at things and we find out that it's in this, we like in the special tree in West Virginia at this park. And like we show my dad all the evidence and he didn't, dismiss us he didn't discount what we had to say and it was it was amazing and I was very grateful for that and he was seconds from buying plane tickets before we found out the whole thing was a fraud but that's not the point the point is he cared enough to take time to be interested in our interests and I love him for that so happy father's day to all the fathers out there today I have my good friend Jessica Nabnet on who walks us through her pilgrimage to Rome. Uh, I've, we went to Haiti together, worked in the trenches of Starbucks together. Uh, I've, I've known her for, for quite some time. Uh, in this conversation, she mentions, mentions the name Tyler. Uh, Tyler was her son who passed eight years ago, and, and part of our conversation was, was her uh, renewal. It's it, it just a story of, of renewal and, and faith and, and what it can do uh, over time and, uh, what it needs to do. So we, we kind of go back and forth on, on what spirituality means to me and, and how I might not see, uh, what's in line with the Catholic church, but, uh, I'm appreciative for my upbringing. So this is Jessica Nabnet with the episode she titled letting go. Yeah. So let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about Rome. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Well. So how was it? Why, why did you go? <laughs> well, um, it, it was a, a, a pilgrimage through um, St. John, the Evangelist Catholic Church. So um, it was 46 of us, parishioners and uh, Father That's a Ray. lot. That's a lot yeah. of cats to yeah. herd. Uh, yeah. Praise be to God, I wasn't the lead cat herder in this one. But mm-hmm. um, but so, yeah, it was a pilgrimage. It was a spiritual journey. It was, uh, you know, just a way to grow um, spiritually and grow cl- closer to Christ. And um, so... 
yeah, it wasn't a vacation, and um, I and I knew that starting um, from the beginning. So I even struggled um, thinking how I could prepare myself for the, for Rome because I wanted to be completely open and ready um, for whatever um, you know God placed in front of me while we were Did there. Did you expect anything? Well, I think I think I. Did I hope for, expect anything? Probably I did expect it. I shouldn't have, but um, I hoped for um, just a, a complete renewal. And that doesn't always, ha- you know, what we think we want and what um, Jesus, uh, you know, wants for us are uh, completely two different things sometimes. Or um, he, it's always in his time and not in our time. But um, so, um, yes, I, I had expected this, like, being knocked off my horse moment, I guess. And... Um, uh, like St. Paul, but, um, before I left, I was struggling thinking I wasn't ready and I wasn't, you know, opening my heart up. So, um, uh, you know, sorry. No, you're okay. Um, you know, uh, the struggles I've had, um, with Tyler's death. And, um, so, uh, I had still had, um, in my closet, his Fisher Price basketball goal. I saw you post that. (laughs) And, um, so, I um a, a friend of mine, uh, two friends of mine that were going on the pilgrimage. We had this idea that we needed to cleanse our closet, and it was more about um, preparing ourselves for this um, pilgrimage by giving to others. Um, and then when when they said that, they were thinking more of clothes. Well, I don't have that many clothes to give because I've right. I, I just don't do that. But um, so that that came to my mind first, and it was a closet because it was in my closet because it's been in my closet for the last eight years this torn up fisher price basketball goal i've had for 20 years and um held up with duct tape and it wouldn't it wasn't even salvageable to give to anybody seen a lot of slam dunks yes it did (laughs) so um that came to my mind and i was you know i just asked i was like why are you asking me to give this up and um and it it was you know um something I was holding on to that was allowing me, you know, it was a piece of my heart that I was not giving over to him. So I drug it out to the trash, um, on two days before, um, we left for Rome and I posted on Facebook that I was, um, getting rid of it. And I picked a scripture just, um, it was, um, uh, it's John. Um, and I believe it's, um, a chapter, I, I, I can't remember the exact chapter, but it, it's um, the story of Mary Magdalene when she goes to the tomb and the tomb is empty and um, uh, Jesus comes up behind her and she uh, thinks he's the gardener. And uh, finally, when he speaks to her, he's um, she realizes it's Jesus. And uh, he says to her, like, he says, um, woman, why are you hanging on to me? Um, I have not yet ascended to my father and just kind of telling her she needs to let it go and let him go. So, um, you know, he can, um, fulfill his prophecy and, you know, and her, she will be fulfilled as well. So I posted that on Facebook. Um, and then, um, we went to Rome and, um, on the papal visit. If you don't mind, I just to, just to touch on that then. So it did, was that part of the preparation and did you actually feel prepared after that? I felt like, yeah, or at I felt, least a step. Yeah, it was a step. It was like, um, not that I forgot Tyler, but, well, it, but I wasn't hanging on to that, um, worldly Tyler anymore. Right. I w- or like I wasn't hanging on. It was opening my heart, um, to that, you know, um, allowing Christ to fill that spot, um, that I was hanging on to so wow. closely. So I felt a little, <laughs> a little better about it and then um 
on Wednesday while we were in Rome. That was on that was Wednesday when I um, pulled the um, the basketball goal out to the trash. So then the next week on Wednesday, we were in Rome and it was our papal visit, which was amazing. We were um, I got to be 15 feet from. I saw that the picture too. You were so. What was that like? What's what, so just just to talk about the Pope then? What's the the detail and like security that's in place to be? You were you were right there. I was. Um, it it's unbelievable um how close he is and that's that's him that's that's what you know everybody wants him to have that pope mobile with you know the cover and everything but he wants to see to smell his sheep a, sh- a shepherd a true shepherd um, knows the smell of his sheep and that's what he wants to do he wants to be with his people so he doesn't you know he gives all he just offers everything to god to to jesus and uh, you know that he'll take care of him and if if it if it happens it happens that's that's where he's supposed to be and that's what he's supposed to do so when we got to the we got to um saint peter square is just surreal it's just like i I don't know how to explain it it's oh you think it's going to be completely closed off but it's um open is it Um, crowded um yeah uh, well um yes and no um we got there so early we did have to go through security um for the papal visit but um um and then you know they get us through security and then we get out into the open of saint peter square and then we all had a ticket because you um they i think it's five thousand tickets for the papal visit each time and you you, they're free but you have to ask for them ahead of time so we all had a ticket but um we get there and it's um our tour guide which uh, she's she was excellent but um she kind of stationed people at different gates and um we got there really early and we were right at the front of the gate and she said when the gate opens just take off running as fast as you can and get um the the closest seat you can get well we had a lot of young people with us so um we they just all took off running and we had um 40 seats saved in the first two rows wow um so um and well it's like the the bear there's um where he sits um during the papal visit and then there's a whole uh, crowd of seats and then there's uh, an aisle way where he drives through and we were back beside we were in the first row after that aisle way and that's where he drives through in the pope mobile so that's why we were so close so yeah we just um took off running and um got um uh 40 seats saved 46 seats saved and um father rick uh, in his humor he said he was so you know just overjoyed with our where where we were at and up against the the, the fence he was like wow if we had a baby he'd be guaranteed to stop um and and stop. oh yeah you could reach out and yeah. just say hey kiss this baby real yeah. quick <laughs> so he said he'd be guaranteed to stop right here in front of us if we had a baby he was just teasing but um so the next thing we know our um, tour guide comes running through the crowd with a, a woman and a baby in a baby carriage and she's like she called she called him padre ricardo padre ricardo i found a baby (laughs) so we did have so this lady was there by herself her baby's name was francis and she she was hoping to have um a blessing from the pope for her baby so uh, praise be to god Um, why did she come just she just wanted to yeah um, her husband actually worked at the vatican or in the vatican area and so she was like just came that day to uh, and she wanted to have the baby blessed and everything wow. so it was actually um no i'm not gonna tell i don't think i was gonna say uh, it was actually her birthday but i, I don't the baby's birthday no 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 oh. um the mother's birthday oh, okay. but it, I, I don't know if that's true or not so i'm not okay. gonna say that for sure but um and i don't know why she picked that day but it was just god's providence and um so um we, one of our um, pilgrims 
held the, the tallest of all of our pilgrims, held the baby. Um, and sure enough, just as soon as um, um, Pope Francis came by, they stopped right in front of Brian, who was holding the baby. And one of the guys got the baby and handed him to, handed her to um, Pope Francis, and he wow. kissed and blessed her. And, yeah. There's a lot of handoff. Well, that mother must have been a little on edge, like hand it to this giant American stranger. <laughs> and then he passed, you know, hand yeah. off to the Pope. That's a, I, well, she was so calm. And so, wow. yeah. Well, and, yeah. In the presence of the Pope, mm, I feel like would so be peaceful. Calming. Yeah. 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 He's just, yeah. what is that about? Like, you know, I've lost touch a little bit, but all I keep hearing and reading and from just everything I understand about this Pope, it's just like no Pope that's ever been around. Well, I guess, John Paul II yeah. was he was beast of his own too. Yeah. But like at least for people, you know, the the millennials, mm-hmm. this is the first time we've had a chance to see something. And and with the stuff that he said about you know, atheism and homosexuality, it's it's just it's groundbreaking. I feel like. Well, he's not he's not changing anything. Um, he, right. And he's not changing doctrine. I think the way he says things, it, it it's gentler. It's gentle. It's not changing um, the Catholic Church at all. But like I think with um, when he was questioned about homosexuality, he said, "Who am I to judge?" And that's right. that's true. We we are not the judge. Um, it you know it's Christ, and you know that's not and that's what he's saying. Um, he wants the Catholic Church to be. Um, he 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 says the Catholic Church is a field hospital for, and he wants it to be merciful. And um, you know it's not um, changing anything. Um, uh, you know the. The doctrine of the Catholic Church is based off, you know, the Ten Commandments and the and and Christ and what He's called us to do. So nothing, that, none of that is going to change. But um, it's a kinder, it's it's gentleness and uh, and loving. And you know, we are not our sin. We are, you know, we are we are um, created by God, um, and He didn't create the sin. So um, that's that's where um, I think it's. It's about mercy and it's about love, and that's where he—he he seems like he's being groundbreaking and in, in, in saying these things, but he's actually just showing what the church has always been, and which has been very merciful. Um, you know, John Paul II is similar was similar to him. He's just—he was more of a philosopher, right? And uh, maybe um, and um, Pope Francis is more of a, I, um, you know, um, I don't know how to explain him, but. Um, uh, He's just very um, social justice oriented and and things like that. Not that John Paul wasn't either. You know, they both were. Well, it's big right now. The whole world's Mm -hmm. way more connected than it was when John Paul II was around. And with this connectivity, with hot button issues for people Mm -hmm. in the Catholic Church, when it comes to things like homosexuality and all of it, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like the way he does come at it is leading by example whether it's in the doctrine or not Mm -hmm. it's an example to people who believe in the doctrine or not to like you said just who am i to judge and Mm -hmm. like that that should be across the board for everyone Mm -hmm. to like just live your life unless someone's hurting you like you can believe what you want about what happens and with their sin but it's not affecting you at the end of the day. Well, I, but I, he wants to save souls too, and you know what I mean. That's right. that's that's the bottom line. So, um, and when he's saying mercy, you know, showing mercy, and who am I to judge? He's actually, you know, he he believes that if, um, you know, he believes that those there are sin and there is sin out there, but they if they come to Christ and ask for that forgiveness, they, they're forgiven. And we here on earth are not the judge and jury. We are not 
to be judged. We can't judge. I can't, I don't know what's in your heart. Um, so that's kind of what he was saying. It's not us. Um, you know, these, they have to, um, um, those people have to come, um, to Christ, um, in their own time. But do you think a lot of the church, I don't think it was designed this way, but over time with, with just, uh, human behavior and, and how we organize ourselves, whether it's in government or in the church, we create the, the, the religious government where, you know, you said like there, there's not the, the judges and juries, but I think they're, they're, they're not supposed to be, but I think there definitely are those judges and juries that they have no precedence what happens in, you know, with what God says, but it still affects everyone here on earth with how they judge and and we're, we're all human and we're, and you know we're all fallen and we have our faults and that's why you know, christ died on the cross for us so yeah i can't say that we're all perfect and um when we start to see the catholic church as a set of rules instead of um what it was attempting, that's what i'm saying like yeah it's not you know i think it, when we have to have there are we have to the Catholic Church has to stand up for these things that um, that go against uh, what Christ has, you know, um, um, given to us. Um, but, um, you know, like um, same-sex marriage and things like that. I don't want to get into political stuff, uh, right. but um, but there are. Um, but there. But what we're saying is, uh, um, it's not like the person. It's the dignity of the human person. And that's where he was getting at with that. Who am I to judge? It's so like, bottom line, that's yeah. that that's where we're equal. Like yeah. there might be sin that someone might feel is not a sin and someone might feel is, but at the bottom line, that's what we have in God's eyes. It, yeah. If that's how someone were to look at it. And like, yeah, that's all we have is, and that, that's why I, that's my point is I just appreciate the, the stance. I guess it's, it's not a stance, but just, his phrasing, like you said, it's mm-hmm. gentler, and um, it it doesn't create the, the the polarizing sides like there is in in government. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's kind of taking away that ugliness of a government system out mm-hmm. of the church because it was starting to become that to where it was just like, well, I'm pro life, I'm pro choice, and it's just you know, for example, it just creates these two just concrete solid sides, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying there needs to be a middle ground on that. I'm just saying that there, if if you can start to maybe understand each other's side, then I think you, maybe the issue won't be eliminated, but it'll be started to be resolved. I think in the long run, maybe. I don't think the church is ever going to be pro-choice. No, okay. I, right. No, that, <laughs> no and that's, that, my, that's right. never going to That happen. was maybe a bad example. Yeah, <laughs> They're not going to come to the middle ground. I understand and, that, but... And I don't think that they're ever going to, it's not that they don't um, accept the, like for homosexuality, it's they accept, the person is not, it's the act of, that's the, that's the sin. Right. And, and that's the case in anyone that has um, sexual relations outside of marriage. Right. That's what that's, that's, yeah. that's it. Um, and they're never going, that's never going to be something that the church says is okay as well. So is it, just a clarification on that, is it grouped in, like, so... I guess I never thought of it like that. So is same-sex marriage, or not same-sex marriage, just, well, I guess, yeah, same-sex marriage or just same-sex intercourse, is it the same level of uh, 
man and woman sex, but outside of marriage. So like the only good sex, whether it's with, if, you know, if I were to have <laughs> sex with a man or a woman, like I'm not married, so it's all bad. Um, well, I, I think there are some added, I, I'm not an expert. So. Right. No, I, I'm <laughs> I just curious. I wish I, I was. Well, you said I'm that not. and it kind of sparked a thought. I never, um, I, you know, um, a sin is a sin is a sin is a sin. There's no sin greater than, you know, one sin's not greater than the other. So, um, I think that, um, you know, I don't think that you can say that, um, you know, because a man and woman are having sex, um, outside of marriage and a man and man are having sex outside of marriage, their sin is greater than, than the man and woman. I don't know that you can say that. Does that, is that what you're getting yeah, at? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a sin is a sin is a sin okay. is a sin. I, th- I, think, I think that think. would be good to hear too, maybe to just kind of level the playing field. Like, Hey, we just believe in marriage, not. Well, but then, but then you get into the itch, issue of same sex marriage, but the church will never accept that either because, you know, in the Bible, it does say man, you know, a man and a wife and, and we were created to create. That's, that's the bottom line. God created um, man and then created woman so we could be co-creators with him. So he made us in his image and likeness. So you are in, made in God's image and likeness. I'm made in God's image and likeness. And because of that, he wanted us to love and to, to create. So that's why a man, uh, man with man relationship is outside of God's um, um, yeah, outside the, the, of the rule. Yeah. It's not a rule, but that's outside of what he created. Right. Okay. Out of, outside of his creation. And yeah, and I understand like that, that part of, I just wonder like, part of me just wonders someday if it'll ever, not that I want it to, but like I had this thought, I was driving around the other day and I, I was just thinking of the Bible, not just of, of specific uh-huh. lines or anything, but like Correct me if I'm wrong. The Old Testament starts like 5000 BC. Well, I guess with Genesis, it's yeah, long before that. But like with 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 Abraham and five, you know, I think it's 5000 BC was when all that starts. That goes all the way up to the right before Christ, mm-hmm. and then we have the New Testament, mm-hmm. which goes. I mean, technically, we get into like Revelation, which goes past that. But like, really, just the stories themselves, I don't believe go past. 100 AD, right? I, okay. <laughs> well, my my point is it's like it's been it's been more than 2000 years since the birth of Christ. Like yes. I wonder if there will ever be a newer testament, you know, like no. a no. Never. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. So it's, it's just it's like a- the Bible like that is we have the testament that was like 5000 years mm-hmm. before then we have part 2. I just wondered if there'd be like nope. Because, the trilogy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, because actually, the Bible is actually the Word of God. It, the Bible is Jesus from the very beginning. The New Testament, um, I mean, the Old Testament um, is the prophecy, or like describes Jesus to us and what's coming for us. And then the New Testament is the Gospel and Jesus's life and what He's done for us, and you know, His His birth, His death, His resurrection. And then the Old Testament. Um, tells us that that's right. what that's what we were preparing for and, and with like so, david and all that mm-hmm. okay so that's that's what that is so there's no so um christ fulfilled his um he he fulfilled um what the father had asked him to do when he died on the cross and, and rose again and and, and uh, the promise of eternal life that was that's what the whole bible um is about so there's no there's nothing beyond that i mean well yeah we have eternal life but um we we have that promise well isn't there potential yeah, there's the 
the second kind. Sorry, we're kind of veering off track. I'm just well, I'm just liking the, <laughs> I, I, and I'm not an expert. So well, no, I, and I, I appreciate. I hope it. I just, people, you're going to get people calling. Saying, no, it's okay. What is this girl talking I, I've just about? it's been it's been a while since I've exercised this part of my okay. brain, and like, uh, I've just been thinking about it a lot lately. Just okay. just the religion aspect of it with with my daughter and yeah, like yeah. she's not baptized yet and like I'm tossing that around and like school's coming around mm-hmm. eventually and I'm like of course I went to Catholic school for 12 years and like that was port and, and very important to me and I but I've been thinking about like the mindset that I have now I may not fall in line with Catholicism but I think I fall in line somewhere not maybe even with with Jesus exactly, but I, I know I have this this muscle that's been developed, like a spirituality muscle that I think was grown just by being in the church and like knowing how to recognize things and knowing how to pray and, and meditate and like get to a point to where I can do that now. And I'm, I'm, I'm not really on that level, but I have the other things that bring me that connectivity. Uh, and I think a lot of people have that, whether it's they, they find their source, you know. Um, honestly, um, we all, all humans are um, innately there. And in, we have that innate in us. We, we're searching for that love, that love of, I mean, that's. That higher love. Mm-hmm, yeah. That, that, yeah, that uh, God, you know, being created. Um, um, yeah, um, he's create. he is love and he's created us out of love. So that's, we want that love and that's what we search for that i mean every every person does um sometimes we um search for that here on earth and that that's where that you still yearn for that and you're still seeking because that's that's ultimately what we're looking for is that love from god but what if someone can't find it like it like this like catholicism for example Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. doesn't just doesn't click and they find it say in I, you know, there's, there's some weirdos that find it in exercise that find that, like that spiritual, like connectivity to something bigger than themselves. They like, from, from what I know about like AA, it's like, I know a lot of that's, uh, based in God, but uh, from what I've heard too, it's, it's just looking for the, the higher Higher power, power. whether that's someone else even Mm -hmm. to where it's like, God is in you. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about, going they're going through some stuff about trying to find out what's next Mm -hmm. in their own life Mm -hmm. and and how to connect with someone else and i just was talking or thinking out loud with them about they were talking about god and Mm -hmm. how it connects and excuse me about everyone says there's that that jesus is in you and i i believe that i believe Mm -hmm. and and it may not be jesus in my mind but i i think it's the same thing. There's that feeling that some that you get that like goes off in your brain and that in your heart to where I think it might as well be Jesus, even if you're not in the church. Like I, I, I feel like someone could feel the same Jesus, but they just might not define it as Jesus. Well, I mean, I think that people are, um, I, you know, they. Uh, hmm. That's a good question. Um, so yeah, there. Uh, I think they're seeking. You know what I mean? I. I you, there's all these. Um, we have all these prophets and all these things in the Bible and in in different religions and everything. But um, like Jesus, um, his 
he's he was real he's real 2000 years later he, he's still like uh, I, this, this he's still there and he's still with yeah, us he's you know still what I mean around, I, right. like who doesn't know Jesus? Right. Do you know what I mean? I mean? Who doesn't know of Jesus? There's a lot of people that don't know Jesus, but who doesn't know of him? Right. But um, um, so yeah, I think that everybody is. That's the thing. I think everybody is searching for that. Like I said, that that deeper love and, and everything, and that's what he is. He's that love. That um, so I don't know where your question my, was. On my that. question is: so if you were uh, a Jew or a Muslim, mm-hmm. like. I, my my question or even point, I just feel like it. The, the, God is a spectrum. I mm-hmm, feel like, mm-hmm. and whether because in in the in the Catholic Church, God is Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus is God, and mm-hmm. they're both the Holy Spirit right. in in the Trinity. Right. So I feel like on that spectrum, Jesus could be everything from finding. Uh, peace from an addiction whether you mm-hmm. you reach out to someone it, mm-hmm. th- that person could be their jesus and it's just like i found salvation in your assistance or or say people are really into the the universe and find find jesus in in just space and and how science works like that's mm-hmm. my example it's like science i'm a big proponent of that and and just not not to discount religion per se but i i think there's more of a connection there that's uh, there's that other polarizing view where you have religion and science and i really think there is this warm middle ground to where mostly religion is is based in doctrine and scriptures when there's science that are based on uh but what do you what like what science can't explain religious can I, I religion can so they work together you can't have faith without reason so they can right. work together um i think we've kind of we've made it polarized um, um oh because we're trying to sort it out yeah yeah and it's our human brain and our human brain doesn't have the capacity to completely sort all that out but um but yeah like how do you explain the unexplainable in science everybody wants to say science explains all of these things that religion can't, religious can't religion can't but then how do you explain those things that you can't explain with science and religion can do that too so faith and reason come together you can't have faith without reason um so you can't you know like um the first scientists were all uh, very catholic uh, you right. know it was based in yeah um but so, to to add to that when they were discovering these things they could have sat down and had the same conversation and wondered if the world was flat, I mean, granted right now in our culture, we're having that debate again for some stupid reason, but like mm-hmm. it, it seemed like out of the, the realm of possibility. So you, you chalk it up to God and that's like how, how you explain it. And eventually science covers those bases. And I think the questions that can't be answered now, mm-hmm. uh, by science are covered by faith, but I think eventually we'll be able to answer them with science. But faith will still be present. I'm not. I'm not saying that science will ever I, uh, yeah. rid itself of rid the world of faith. I think. I think there's almost they're, they they're together. together too. They do go and, together, and, and especially if you look at it in a very like I am connected to everyone, and and like that's how I feel about like the universe and space. Like eventually, like we all did come from the same thing whether you want to call it god or the big bang or, you know i'm not saying yeah, i'm just i'm just saying like it all came from the the one point mm-hmm. and like it just i think just people put names on the same thing mm-hmm. is my problem with that and i think if people just maybe 
took some of the the language out of it and just looked at things for what they were, there wouldn't be so much. I think a lot of the argument. issues, like the, a lot of the dif- di- um, divisive issues, are us trying to put a word on something. Do you know what I mean? Um, exactly, because then you get each side trying to put a name mm-hmm. to the same thing, and of course they're going to have different names. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and you're like you're saying the same thing, just like and you're. But they don't about recognize it. it. <laughs> yeah, they don't recognize yeah. it. They're like, well, you call it this, and we call it this. Let's fight. <laughs> Let's go to war. You know, it just it just is yeah. crazy to me. And yeah. but um, but everyone, you have your tribe, and mm-hmm. you want to be right. And yeah, yeah. and, and that's our own human humanness. Exactly. And pride you is fall, like, yeah, yeah, you fall into your team, and like mm-hmm. unless you're able to sit down. And do what we're doing now. Like I haven't had a conversation. I surround myself with. That's why I'm doing this thing. Is because mm-hmm. like I usually surround myself with either the same dummies I've been hanging out with all my <laughs> life, or like people that agree with that. You know, that have the same viewpoints as being like, what fun is that? Mm-hmm. Why not like open up a little bit? Whether you agree or not, it at least like opens a little Dialogue. door. It's like, oh, well, maybe let me let me. It will mm-hmm. change my view a little bit. Like you have to grow. Mm-hmm. And there there are so many people that are just like I said entrenched in their view that have never grown yeah they just follow either what their parents have told them or what uh, a spouse got them into and then they're stuck well and, and that's you know that's the thing we we try to um, find who our true self is through others and that's not who we that's not how we find right. ourselves we find our true selves through you know like um, through Jesus or through you know it's not uh, it's not um, through others. And right. I think that's what, that's where that comes from. Sometimes. Cause you're looking, yeah, you're looking for that. Uh, oh, what's the word that boost in self-esteem mm-hmm. that you need. And like, of course you're going to look to another person cause they're, you can touch them, mm-hmm. but w- you really need it from within you, which what's within you, Jesus, yeah. God, mm-hmm. the universe, whatever it is, like whatever mm-hmm. you're a part of, it's inside of you. And the only way to get that is, you got to look for it within yourself or out in the world. Mm -hmm. But when you're out in the world, you're digging in yourself while Mm -hmm. you're digging in the earth. And I I don't know. I think it, people forget that and they find comfort in just trying over and over and over again with people. And it's just the same thing over and over again. You hear about people all the time that get their heart broken again and again. And Mm -hmm. it's like, buddy, try something else and like maybe not try that for a little bit you you can see that it doesn't matter who the person is they're not going to give you what you want right. and and that's yeah you're you're fine you're trying to find your fulfillment in, in a person here on earth and that's not where we find our and what's fulfillment. the fun in that everyone's good enough yeah you know yeah. like you're yeah. good i'm there's enough in you to be able to yeah be happy but we don't this you know like um we're broken we're broken people we're bro- you know and um we a lot of times we don't feel like we are good enough. So if, if I can just find this person and they'll, they'll complete me and that's not, that's not what we, well, to bring it back to what you said at the beginning and not to bring it up again, but like you let go of that basketball goal. Like that's another, like, and it's things too. It's not just yeah, people. It's not it's, just people. It's, it's things, things that you hold on to. I was holding on to Tyler cause I was holding on to that. Like right. I had a basket, a Fisher price basketball goal in my closet for eight years. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was all duct taped up, right. broken, and it was like I, every morning when I no got utility dressed, to it. Yeah, yeah, nothing. And I was like, I can't even take this to Goodwill to give away because it's, it's <laughs> they won't take it. They won't take it. <laughs> right. Like the goal was hanging like by the strings. It was like, oh, this is crazy. Why am I hanging on to this? Right. So, um, you know, he's not coming back. Right. What? 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 What's the purpose of hanging on to this? Where is it that I'm not letting go of? You know, what is it? So. 
Yeah. And that's, and in doing that, you shed that off and you, like you said, it opens that, that, that hole in you Uh or it it opens up a new hole in you that is space for something, something else that you can put in there yourself. Not that someone else has left and like, he'll never be gone. No, he's not. He's not connected to that basketball goal. It's still, it's not, he's in you, you know, that piece will never go away. That little shed of the basketball goal is, but like (laughs) now you got space for more there. Yeah. And and that's what I wanted. So yeah, it was, it was, well, that's beautiful. Well, and just to finish that story Uh now, um, cause we got off on a tangent, but when I got to, to um, the papal visit. Oh, yeah, or, sorry. Um, yeah, no, yeah. We totally went off yeah. the rails here. Okay. <laughs> when we got there um, and they read the gospel that day, it was that reading. Wow. Yes. And you did you choose it beforehand? Like you, you I, would... I, I had no idea what they were going to read at the. I had, no, I had no clue, but I. The, the gospel reading that I quoted on my Facebook oh, page a week yeah. prior to. Oh, that was a week before. It was a week before. I just. I. I chose that because jesus was telling mary to let go let go of him oh, <laughs> my heart <laughs> I know, don't get teary-eyed joe <laughs> and i was like i just looked around and i was like oh my gosh and um one of my friends the, one of the girls that said you got to let something go she's like just looked at me and i go she's like looked at me because i got really teary-eyed and she said what's going on i said that's that's the uh reading that i quoted when i threw away that basketball goal she was like Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So yeah, it was just like a little confirmation. Like, right. Yeah. That's insane. It's funny. Yeah. I guess to, to agree with you on your point about what things science can't explain, <laughs> you can't explain coincidences like that. No, like that's, you know, I know everything has a probability, but there are weird things like that and the timing of weird things like that to what, I don't know. That's where it gets a little fuzzy for me. Yeah. It's like, where's the line? Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't um, a gospel reading that we were, it wasn't even the gospel reading for the masses that day. It was just for that papal visit. That's so and, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how they pick those gospel readings, but I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, it was wow. a little bit of confirmation. Like, so anyway, so that was that. And um, Tyler's birthday fell while we were in Rome too. And I knew that it was going to, but I just didn't, I kind of put it in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, we were in Rome for five days and six days. And then we went on to, um, Assisi. Okay. And, um, I was really prepared to get to Assisi, um, just because now, I. Now, real quick, just to explain what is Assisi. Assisi is a, um, it, it is a town in Italy that, um, um, where St. Francis, St. So Francis, okay. yeah, St. Francis of Assisi. It all connects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where he was. And, okay. and I was really looking forward to that because my grandmother, um, which is where I, ha- my Catholic faith came from, mm-hmm. um, her confirmation name was Francis for St. Francis of Assisi. So I was kind of prepared like to like, you know, embrace that. Yeah. yeah just jump all in. Uh huh. And, um, so while we were there, um, the, we were there for two days and the second day we were going to climb, um, up the mountain where, um, St. Francis and St. Clair used to go and pray together. Cause they had, um, they, they were partners in prayer and, and things like that. And they prayed together and prayed for each other's vocations and, and, and things like that. So, and they would pray in the caves at the top of this mountain. So, so I, uh, was, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that before we left, but I didn't just didn't put the days together. So the night before we were climbing up the mountain, we were getting prepared, you know, talking about it. And it dawned on me that, um, 
that day that we were going to climb that mountain was Tyler's 27th birthday. So, wow. so yeah, it was, it was pretty, um, and it was tough. I, I always am like very naive about my, um, physical abilities. Cause I think I can do anything, right? <laughs> whether I, um, train for it or not. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Um, so it was harder than I thought. What, how steep was it or how many? It was, I think it was about three and a half miles and, it, wow. um, and it was, it was, That's yeah, it was really, it was paved road, but it was steep. Uh-huh. It was really steep. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, the rest, I was like one of the last ones, but, right. um, I, some of the rest of them were way blew me out of the water. And father Rick was the first one up the hill, of course. But, um, and there were a lot of young people that were the <laughs> up the hill, but so as I'm going up, you know, this was a really beautiful thing too, because, um, we, we walked through the town of Assisi, which is all uphill, to get to where um, um, the start of the mountain was. And then once we got out of the, like, kind of the city center of um, Assisi, um, Father stopped us and said, okay, this is where we all go on our own. And, um, you know, you're going to go at your own pace and going to do, you know, in silence. We're going to walk up the hill in silence, in prayer, you know, and just go at your own pace. And that's really beautiful because that's, that's what we're all on this journey. You know, we're all, we're all, um, journeying together, but we're all on our own too. So yeah, it, um, it makes it a, a real pilgrimage at yes, that point, like mm-hmm. a, a personal pilgrimage, yeah, yeah. which I think is important. Yeah. But you knew you had uh, people around you. So, right. And, you know, and like I, I had talked to some other people, like you may pass somebody, it's like we're never it's never static you know you're never in the same place you're never at the you know you might be at a different level than I am and then I might be higher you know you just like where you are in your faith is just we're like like a roller coaster so and that's how that was for me um so I was like I I got this I was going as fast as I can I was keeping up with everybody and then I was like and then it just I hit a brick wall (laughs) and I was like oh Oh boy oh boy So, but before I had gone up, um, there was a book that, um, I had tried, been trying to read since July and I was about halfway through it and I was in the middle of a chapter and I'd been in the middle of that chapter for three months and I hadn't picked up that book um, before I left for Rome. I, I hadn't picked up that book for probably three months or probably not that long, but probably about a month. And when I was packing, I was like, I'm going to finish that chapter while I'm in Italy. So I grabbed that book, threw it in my um, suitcase, and that day I hadn't. I, I that was our, that was a, next to the last day we were in Italy, and I hadn't even touched that book. And I was like, I put that in my backpack, and I said, I'm going to read this. I'm going to finish this chapter in that chapel at the top of the hill. So <clears throat> I, um, yeah, made it up the hill. I was like almost the last one. I wasn't quite the last one. Right. <laughs> you can't be last. Can't be the <laughs> can't, caboose. Can't be the caboose. Um, but um, so um, I got up there and. Um, we had um, morning prayer um, in the little chapel um, that they, it used to be a cave, but they've turned it into a chapel. Wow. And, I um, bet that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like Assisi is gorgeous. I can't, I can't even. You'll have to show me some pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You, you won't. It's like, it's amazing. So, and I was feeling a really connection to St. Francis anyway. And plus I felt my grandmother's presence there too. And uh, St. Francis was very gentle and humble and that's how my grandmother was. So it was like, I just felt there you know her presence there so it was really special um so i opened that book and i had a page and a half left and i just turned to the last page and it quoted saint francis of assisi whoa <laughs> and it was that book had i that i can remember had never hadn't quoted him at all and i was it was just talking about the grace of prayer and just um ministry work and like and 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 things like that and i was like okay because <laughs> <That's laughs> i so weird 
it's not weird. Wait, it's not, it's <laughs> it's not weird. That's the wrong word, but like. It's very providential. Were you floored? Like, I, I feel like that would like knock the air out of it me. It was. It okay. was. I, I was like, I had to read it again, and then I was like, okay, you have to journal this. Yeah, you for can't sure. Let this. It would, I'd almost feel like spooky a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, it wasn't. What's it was happening? very. It was very peaceful, and it was like. Um, good, good. I think yeah. I'd be spazzing <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I shed some tears. I was like, you know, and I was like, thank you for that, because there's, there's again, there's no coincidences. Like, it's like. I, I, re- I finished that chapter in God's time and not my time. Right. And um, so, yeah, and it was something that I needed to hear too. So it was really beautiful. And um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, so then I had a, one more experience. <laughs> um, the, um, the last day um, we went to Grecio, which is the, um, the place where St. Francis, um, it's another um, town in, in the mountains where um, St. Francis instituted the first live nativity. And um, so that was our last night there. And, um, yeah, I was a lot overstimulated because you're around 46 people for 10 days and you, you don't get time like to your, like you do get time to yourself, but you know what I mean? It's right. like, there's, there's always somebody around. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was feeling like I needed some Jesus time, some prayer time, some Jessica and Jesus time. So after we had mass, uh, when we walked up, uh, we got there and we had to hurry up and get off the bus and then get over to the church for mass. And then we had a tour and, and then we were going to go down into the grotto where he had instituted the first live nativity. So I took, I only took two books with me and both of them I were, I was in the middle of, and I was in the middle of chapters and I was going to finish those chapters. So, so I was like, okay, let's try, let's try this book. And this book was a book called I Believe in Love. And it was actually um, on the teachings of St. Therese of Lisieux and like her little way and, you know, and things like that. And just her love of Jesus. And um, so I put that book in my book bag, went to mass. We had a tour. Everybody kind of went and did their, uh, you know, shopping and things because it was, it, they have all these nativities for sale and things mm-hmm. like that. And, um, and then I was like, I was really feeling like I needed to go um pray so um a couple of us went down and back into the grotto which is kind of they've kind of made it into a little chapel and to pray down there and uh uh so we're all sitting there there's quite a few of us and um one by one everybody you know starts to leave and um i'm reading that book and i turn to the page and it quotes St. Francis of Assisi. That's so weird. Was it the same no. like no. <laughs> series? No, it wasn't. It That's was so bizarre. It talks. Um, it was talking about this one was talking about his humility and um, how um, you know how we fear being humiliated. And he says that you know humiliation is uh, when it's for God, it's an honor, and you know we should take that you know be able to take that humiliation and and honor God with that and. And that's something that, yeah, I, I've worked on in this, you know, in my um, position at St. John's is like, you know, just trying to be humble and allowing God to work through me. And it's not me. It's I, there's nothing I can, it's not me. It's God working through me. And, um, you know, and, you know, I, I want to check things off the list. Oh yeah, Jess, you did that, but it's not me. Right. So that was really a beautiful. Um, and so after I read that and then I looked around and everybody was gone and I was in there all by myself and in the rock, um, in the grotto, there was like a little dip in the rock and there's a baby Jesus in the, and I just like sat there and just like looked at, um, the baby Jesus and, I just got completely overwhelmed with like, it was like, um, I didn't hear his words, but I, what I felt was I, like he was showing me how much he loved me. He was like, Jessica, you are in 
you are in Italy. You are surrounded by 46 people that are on fire for the Lord that uh, and have this fa- great faith. And, you know, you've just been on the adventure of a lifetime. And you've been like, you know, I've shown you like different things. And, and, and he just, it was like he wrapped his arms around me and just like showed me how much he loved me. And so I began to cry and actually I began to sob <laughs> and I was like looking around like oh please don't anybody come in here and right. there was like a pile there was a puddle on the oh, floor no <laughs> so yeah it was just really beautiful well, and very amazing. peaceful it was just like it, I can't and that was probably my favorite night because we were in the mountains it didn't rain at all when we were there and, and it rained while we were there but it was this peaceful rain and you could see a thunderstorm in the like off in the distance going through the mountains it was like amazing so yeah it was just like um, so I did have that moment where you said, was there something that you wanted to accomplish while you were there or something to happen? And I didn't know it was going to happen that way, but I did have that moment like where I got kind of knocked off my horse, like wow. I said, yeah. and where he like was like, I love you, you know, and, and this is, you know, this is how much I love you. So it was really beautiful. And without the expectation of, of that, you just, you wanted something, but to, to, to have that moment. Mm-hmm sneak up on you like that i think there there's something the way you describe that about being in that grotto mm-hmm. chapel it, there's something very like mysterious that creeps up on me at least that like like kind of cools my heart down then like warms it up it's just a weird feeling of being in one of those places alone mm-hmm. and you just there's something about i think just a place i don't i mean i don't know <laughs> the science behind it but <laughs> just like it almost feels like like the walls are just soaked in prayer yes. and like spirituality and mm-hmm. grace and things that that like you become a part of that and it just it absorbs you yeah. in that especially when you're in there alone because it's just you and those walls and what you're able to feel from that is is the prayers from other people i had a like I said, I had that uh, the state senator on uh, Travis Holden. He described a story of he was he was did a lot of mission work in Haiti too, uh-huh. and he described one of these holding cells. I think it was actually in Africa is one what he was talking about. But before they were in slavery, and mm-hmm. he said he walked in there and you could just feel something wrong, and like you could just feel the the, the pain mm-hmm. and the death. Mm-hmm. And I think there's the opposite effect but i think Mm -hmm. there's still the same effect like people say you walk into a house and it's filled with love Mm -hmm. you know you can just feel it Uh i I think there's something to that Mm -hmm. to where you're in a place that if it is constantly just feeling these pilgrims like yourself uh, release like you did Mm -hmm. like that stays there well i you know i believe that it's like the holy spirit the holy spirit was like right there with me you know and um uh, yeah, it that's that's what you feel, and you know sometimes when you have those bad feelings, it's there are spirits that you know aren't so um, good. So I think that I believe that as well. So, but um, yeah, it, I yeah I, I and I couldn't really wrap my brain around what happened. I mean, I knew I was I was very emotional, and but it was like I it didn't it took me till I got home to like kind of put my brain like wrap my brain around what that what that was and um yeah it was uh beautiful and you know just kind of yeah that spiritual uplift that I was looking for but it took me like a week and a half once I got home to like process get get there yeah yeah and um yeah and 
I journaled about it finally, and that that helped it too. Right, just piece it mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you okay. think that was the the moment that maybe filled that piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that. Yep, that's the start of it. Yeah, that was yeah for sure. And um, yeah, just being being aware of it and 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 acknowledging it and recognizing it and praising God for that and thanking Him for doing that. You know, giving me that grace and accepting that grace has been yeah. That's that's yeah it's just kind of just it just grows and grows and grows and builds on each other in moments like that i always wonder is it possible to to recreate such a feeling i feel like mm. i don't think so Mm-mm. and like i mean you hear about it like people who try heroin like yeah. they're they're seeking that first high and i think there's something I'm not saying it's a, a mm-hmm. high, but I, in a way, I think it is like you get that, that feeling that, that warms you and you almost become addicted to it that I think sends people on eternal pilgrimage, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. they're constantly looking maybe for that first moment of like that mountaintop high, that mountaintop high. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it can, even if you're mm-hmm. on that same mountaintop, I think there's just something about the first time mm-hmm. that like you just can't recreate. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think I think if if you're still looking, um, I guess it would just. If you're always on looking intent. for the mountaintop high, then that's that's not necessarily great. But I, like for this, like, um, do I feel that same feeling that I did in there? No, but I remember it, and that motivates me to not necessarily need that feeling again. But it motivates me to continue to open my heart and grow closer to Him, and it's like the promise. Like I I believe, and I you know I accept that grace, and 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 you know I'm not. I want to be who I am through him and and I, I can see that now and I can see like where how much he, you know that that love I felt I feel that love and it, it doesn't go away yeah well if you have if you're open mm-hmm. then maybe it'll sneak up on you like it did that time yeah. you know you could be anywhere mm-hmm. and you'll yeah I know it happens it's I been get, happening to me as a dad it's just like things yeah. like sneak up on me now I'm just like <laughs> you know, we're all here something. Watch some video about a dog. Mm-hmm. I saw some video about a dog getting pulled out of the river by a policeman. I was just like, it's like, why am I like tearing up at this? Like, what is wrong with me? Who am I? And well, like, you know me, I cry over everything. Yeah, so. just, I don't know, silly stuff <laughs> that like that. So like, I think if you, yeah, like you said, you mm-hmm. have, if you're closed off, like we said earlier, if you, if you close off, whether it's your heart or your mind, mm-hmm. you're going to miss out. Yep. Whether yep, it's on sure. other people's ideas that they share, because you can't, you can't steal someone's ideas. Right. You can only share them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can steal someone's uh, endeavor mm-hmm. to like do a business or something. But like, like the conversations we've had, we're just sharing ideas and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm open and mm-hmm. it's, and it's changing the gears, you know, yeah. and, and certain, it's not going to, you know, it, I'm not going to walk away a different person, right. but like I'm growing and mm-hmm. I think that's what you have to do. And mm-hmm. it's just a shame that people just get locked and they close off mm-hmm. and they don't they'll never have that mountaintop high yeah you know and a lot of that comes from hurt because they're afraid you know afraid to experience because they have the, all this hurt and um you know when they can be healed from that hurt then they can open up and and and, and lo- you know the, yeah i read um uh who was it um i'm sorry um it was in uh it might have been uh St. Anthony of Padua, uh, that he said, um, heaven is love and earth is pain. And that's, that's the truth. Like, in like when he said, uh, when I read that, I was like, whoa, yep. 
that's what that is and uh, so we kind of in our humanness we hide behind our pain and then we don't we do close off and that's do you think in those moments though of that mountaintop feeling do you think that's a taste of what heaven is I, I like I like to yeah. think that the, like if you're open to things mm-hmm. and to be filled with grace or mm-hmm. enlightenment or, um, or an epiphany or whatever it is whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know semantics mm-hmm. but I, I think that might be a little taste of what happens next yeah. and, and that just that, a tiny little oh, taste. tiny yeah, tiny we sliver can't even ex- ex- tiny sliver imagine but, what it's going to be like but, but if but. you feel that then you just have that feeling of love and you want to mm-hmm. share it with others yeah. and I think that's another another mission yeah. And like, yeah. you know, you're with the work that you're doing now, whether it's helping feed someone or, or whatever it is, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's bringing someone a, a step elevated. Yeah. Willing in, the good of another. Loving that. Yeah. I like that. What'd you say? Willing the good? Willing of, the good of another. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, that's what we do. That's <laughs> well, we will the good of the other. So, so describe your work at the mission then. Uh, okay. And I work within the parish. I'm. Um, my title is um, um, Director of Mission and Discipleship, and we work, it's, um, I'm considered a missionary within the parish, and so we work on outreach to, you know, building up um, discipleship within our parish, and, um, you know, um, just building, helping people grow in faith, um, and also we have outreach um, in different areas, too, and uh, Father Rick um, through the new evangelization, um, which has been um, something kind of a buzzword. Uh, it's not a buzzword, but that's what it's kind of turned into a little bit um, with since um, Second Vatican II. Um, you know, we the church realized that we have a lot of um, people that people that are going to church and in, in the Catholic Church, but maybe not understanding their faith. And, and you know, it, it's you know more of just. Going through the motions. Yeah. 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 So how do we get them on fire again and, and, and things like that? So this is what this, this position is. How do you is. open them up? Yep. How you open them up and share. Because they're like, closed. And a lot anybody of them, can go to church yeah. and go to breakfast afterwards. Right. That, anybody yeah. can do that. But yeah. And, and, and having that personal relationship with Jesus, because, you know, sometimes that's lost too. It's like, you know, you say, oh yeah, I pray. I pray all the time. But yeah, you can pray, but like, um, and that's beautiful. And, and God hears our prayers, but like having a personal relationship with Jesus and, and, and just, you know, having him fill your heart and things like that. So that's where that, this came from, like out of this idea of, um, you know, this new evangelization, reaching, um, reaching out to the people within the parish. And then you build their faith and you build that fire within them. And then they will reach out because, you know, Jesus gave us a mission. Um, you know, when he, um, ascended into heaven, he told his disciples to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, um, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so that's our mission. That's our mission as a Catholic church. So that's where I, that's my position is like, go therefore and make disciples. So opening hearts, opening hearts. Yeah. So yeah. And, um, yeah, eight years ago, if someone had said, this is what I was going to be doing, I've been like, yeah, you probably should better check that again. Right. But, um, you know, just saying our little yeses turn into big yeses. So, and that, that's kind of what happened and praise be to God. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could get more into it, but, uh, I, yeah. No, I, I think that's beautiful. Okay. And, yeah. and that was perfect. But, uh, well, I don't want to steal your whole evening here. So like I said okay. to, this is your episode. This is, I want <laughs> like you, this is your baby. So okay. if you could 
title it based on anything we talk about or anything off the wall, you mm-hmm. know, like two or three words, whatever. Mm-hmm. You got something? Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah. Letting go, I guess. Letting go. Letting go. That's Letting go and that's, letting God. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. So letting go. Well, thank you, Jessica, for doing this. Thank this you. is great. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, I will see you next week. We got a lot of good guests coming up. I have part two with Josh Matthews, part two with Ashton Drake Ross, the Boy Gorge, and uh, many others. So uh, stick around and please subscribe. Spread the word whenever you get the chance. And I'll see you next week.